This, along with every episode of According to Flint, brought to you by Pendleton Whiskey. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, a whiskey that captures that unique spirit in every bottle. A whiskey made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood glacier water. A whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That is Pendleton Whiskey, and that's true Western tradition. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Since 1973, the art of engraving brings to life the artistry that Montana Silversmiths is known for and is fueled by a passion for the Western lifestyle. Montana Silversmiths' buckles and jewelry are more than accessories. They are stories, stories of moments and memories shared through the giving, receiving, and earning of Montana Silversmiths buckles and jewelry. Celebrate what matters with Montana Silversmiths. Well, welcome to episode number 81, according to Flint, the podcast. And I just thought of this as I started talking. I think technically as far as World champions, bull riders, our first repeat offender. You're our first uh, double up. That's One and nice. only Co- Cooper, Cooper Todd Davis with three D's in that yep. in that email. We're we get to we're getting to a point, and especially in our world, our Western sports world of podcasts. You know, you should have Coop. Really, yeah. we we all kind of we're kind of fighting for the same guest, so you got to circle back and catch up with each other once in a while. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and to be honest, this is about the second podcast I've ever done. So uh, between you <laughs> and Matt, uh, so yeah, we're keeping it in the loop pretty tight right here for me. Oh yeah. But when good thing, when good things happen and big things happen and uh, the, the shift in seasons, all of it, mm-hmm. you know, updates are good. So speaking of updates, first of all, uh, Mac, your son, Mac, how old is he now? He's eight. Yeah, I can't believe that. All right, how about a football season update? Yeah. I know I watched some, uh, I watched some some highlights on Facebook. How did it end up? Is he still going? What's up? Give us an update. Yeah, so they're done with football now. But uh, for the for the longest time, he thought he was Ray Lewis out there, fifty pounds. <laughs> he was uh, he was running around, giving them everything he had. And uh, you know, you you always enjoy seeing your kids do good at stuff, but you enjoy seeing them love it. And I think football is like his sport right now. That's what he loves the most. Well, see, if I, I tell people all the time, if if I'm driving down the road and there's a rodeo or bull riding here and a football yeah. game here, you know where I'm going. Oh, I'm going uh, to football. I'm going to football. Yeah. You were, <laughs> you, do you, we don't talk about it much. I know you were a good football player. Do you have that passion for football? Cause I do. I do. Yeah. And uh, like football was probably my favorite sport growing up but I knew I wasn't going to have the size to really go and do anything with it. So what do you do? You go be a bull rider. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, anytime, uh, anytime I'm around a football game, like it always brings those feelings back wishing that, you know, well, maybe, maybe I should have played another year, you know? Uh, but yeah, I love football. What'd you play and how, okay. Senior in high school, setting the yeah. scene. What was your height and weight list Listed height and weight, and what position or positions did you play? Five nine, one fifty five, and I played uh, middle linebacker. I played fullback, and I played corner. And every now and then, I'd go to wide receiver. Uh, so I fast. Played- You're fast. 
Yeah, yeah, I ran a, a four five, uh, high four five forty. So it was pretty quick. Five nine one forty. So I was yeah. lighter. I was ahead of you on being lighter. Like yeah. five nine one forty. Uh, wide receiver, free safety, kicker, punter. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's funny though, because see, look, we could talk about this, but I have found my, I I have trouble enjoying things. That's hard for people to believe, but I, my mind doesn't always shut off and I'm kind of a stressful person in what I'm doing. Yep. I have this peaceful place. I go to football games at Montana state and they're really good right now. They have a really uh, intimate stadium, 22, 23,000 people. And I get a sideline pass. When I step down in that stadium, that's my happy place. Like my mind completely is just in the moment. That's my yeah. one place that I can yeah. find. No, wow. I get it. Yeah. Good for, good for Mac. Is Mac fast? Uh, he's not as fast as me. No, not yet, <laughs> <laughs> but he's getting there. Uh, uh, he's, uh, he's just, now, he's just now eight. So yeah. Well, let him know. Tell him, yeah. tell him good job. Tell him I said, I'll do so, it. Hey, uh, and I think, you know, sometimes I can look at guys like bull riders and you know, they played other sports. I I've always said, and I've made no, I've never hidden how I feel about it. I always think people who excelled in other sports have a little bit of an advantage on how to train, how to recover, um, how to win. You know, Jess Lockwood was a state champion. Uh, we could, you know, you can list them. What should guys in bull riding, how long should guys have? I feel like now this is, you know, as we record this, this weekend, UTB season kicks off, Tucson's coming. There hasn't been a lot of a break. Then they'll get a little one again. Is it enough? What what should guys be doing right now to feel better after teams? You know, for me, uh, we've always had that two or three month break after the finals. And then you'd have November to January to kind of get your mind and your body back into shape where, where you thought it needed to be. But for right now, these guys, their turnaround time is so quick. So if they had any ailments coming into the finals, there's a good chance they're going to come in the first part of the season still hurt. Uh, and that was, that was always the biggest thing for me. If I didn't feel like I was a hundred percent or if I didn't feel like I could show up and win, you know, you guys would always pick on me or not necessarily you, but <laughs> yeah. I would get picked on, you know, that, uh, well, he just didn't want to be here this weekend. No, I, I didn't feel like I was a hundred percent and the longevity of it to me was, was always where the money was at. So, uh, you've got to take time to, to take care of your body, the recoup part, uh, ice baths. I'm a big believer in that, uh, you know, and, and more or less stretching at this time of year than I am, you know, uh, weightlifting and, and trying to get strong. Um, yeah. Where's Coop this weekend? And we'd always go hurt. Yeah. But, but if, <clears throat> you know, I think, I think professional athletes in other sports, there's always this comparison where, uh, Cowboys are way tougher. They compete hurt. Look at these pussies over here. For one, if you're on a team, it's different. And now, and we'll get to team stuff, team bull riding. If if you're, you know, oh, he's that quarterback's out with a a sprained thumb. Well, he's a quarterback. He throws the ball and the Cowboys are way tougher. I've always said Cowboys are tough out of necessity Yeah, because you have to go because you don't have a contract, right? Yeah, you don't get paid unless you show up. Um, you know, to me, the one thing that I would always say, like if I had a concussion or if I seen stars like the weekend before, uh, a lot of guys, they'd sit there and lie to 
Tandy and Dave and all them say, no, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. But to me, like that was always the most important thing to me because, you know, you, you brain injuries, that's, that's a big part of the sport. And that's something that's overlooked a lot. So uh, the sport's headed in the right direction as far as guys taking care of their body. The younger generation, I feel like is, is really handling it more as a professional athlete than, you know, the guys that used to just throw the gear bag in the truck and get a concussion, get on the next day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's headed the right direction, but we don't get paid unless we show up this team thing though. It's changed that, you know, like we're able to take care of our body. Uh, our teams demand that of us, you know, like, Hey, let us know if you have anything that's ailing you. And, uh, cause you know, the finals, that's, that's where we need you the most. So let's make sure that we're all healthy getting to that. You know, that's uh, and it just happened to be on your team in my discussions with Jerome Davis, coach of the Carolina team. He said his biggest <clears throat> obstacle and, and I'll pick the one he talked about his biggest obstacle with Dalen Swearingen, who's a world champ is I'm fine. I'm fine. That's, that's Dalen. And that's about all he says in some, yeah. you know, for a while till he's in certain yeah. situations, but he said, guys like Dalen think they're being tough and think they're doing themselves good, but pretty soon he wasn't fine. And then he had a real injury. Then he hurt the team. Then he's out longer than he should have been if he'd have taken the time off. Yep. So when it affects the rest of the team, that's a whole different thing, isn't it? It is, you know, and that's Dalen was, he was our key guy that we needed for a lefty. Uh, you know, he's the guy that we could depend on last year. And this year we, you know, we were leaning on him hard and I think he knew that didn't want to let anybody down. Well, you know, whenever you end up hurting yourself more than what, you know, a couple of weeks could have been take yourself out all season. It really does hurt us uh, long-term, but it wasn't out of anything other than Dalen not wanting to let us down. You know, he's such a nice guy. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a learning curve that we've all got to deal with with teams. Yeah. Uh, and that is different. And we, I, you know, I'd listen as I was doing TV and, Towards the end of the season, the last couple of weekends, it started to be you guys. Uh, the one thing is you had a lot of guys that could step in and you guys would get in a sense benched or sit out. I, and now uh, I also look at things from a production standpoint and what we're selling to the people buying tickets. They didn't get to see Sage Kimsey and Cooper Davis, but in, in the team aspect of it, you kind of conceded the fact we're not going to get the buy on the first weekend. Anyway, let's let some other guys get some outs. Let us rest. Ultimately, if we talk about this is a team team deal, like other team sports, that's what they do too. So, yeah, I mean, you, you think about a preseason football game, you're not going to play Tom Brady whenever you're, uh, it doesn't matter. You know, you're going to play the guys that you want to see what they have and see if they can fill the shoes one day. And that's kind of what we did. Um, the later on in the season and until there's enough weight on the regular season, then I think that you're going to see that a lot uh, going forward. Is, that's going to change, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how, but they said there are going to be some changes because there's a regular season, but ultimately, yes, you are seated, but yeah. anybody can win. Anybody can is in the hunt, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, to me, that was like the NCAA bracket form but everybody makes the finals you know that was that's one thing that's to me has got to change a little bit you know everybody's got a chance to chance to win it um you know the the teams that have won it 
coming in, especially Nashville the first year. You know, they were the last team expected to win, and they had all their stuff together at the finals and ended up winning it. So, uh, to me, like, it should be weighted more towards the the regular season because that's the grind of it. Uh, all the money is weighted at the at the finals. Yeah, and there is bull riding's a little different. It it's um yeah, nobody's playing defense really. No, no. There are some psychological things there that kind of surprised me sometimes, but nobody's playing defense. And really, you can get to Vegas. There's an energy there, and all of a sudden you have some guys healthy, and you're the shittiest team all year. And all of a sudden you're riding everything. I mean, there was a point at the towards the start of the season, I was very concerned that Missouri may never. Win win a game and i think Ross, i could see it in ross coleman's face like oh crap you know and no, then they they ended up pretty good actually yeah and it's just it's a stressful deal because there's so many ups and downs with the teams you know you to be honest with you coming in there was so much hype built around us i didn't think we'd lose a game and then it wasn't long we we started losing some games and uh guys started getting hurt there's uh there's a lot to it you know it's it's more than statistics when it comes to the teams yeah, sure. uh, you guys, and I wrote this down. I wrote the word timing down. You guys just didn't have injuries. It was weird timing of injuries. Like you had all these guys and it was like, the, you know, well, Dalen wasn't healthy. And then this, it, it like staggered where you guys never could figure out who was in and who was out. Yeah. It, it was, I, I found it really an interesting sample of how timing of injuries can affect a whole thing. Yeah. The first event and the, and the finals, that was the only time that we had our guys together, like our core group of guys that, you know, we were dependent on to have all year. And uh, you could tell it. I mean, there were just, there was a lack of confidence in the locker room. There was unsurety of who was getting on what, I mean, that just, it was uh it was a difficult season for sure. Yeah. Um, I and because I haven't really talked about it with anybody, but for a team, listen, people can think what they want about PBR teams. It's still like in Vegas. That was good freaking bull riding, and that's oh, yeah. that's what our sport is. It was really good. Yeah, it's um, it's going to benefit some guys, young guys who they get to be around in the in the moment. What better thing for a guy like Boudreau Campbell to go through loss and grief like he did and to have all you guys with him? What, yeah. what a great thing in that moment. It, it was, you know, it was a hard time. Uh, it was a hard time for Boudreau to have to, to deal with the loss that he did. And, and uh, you know, we, we loved Boo and did our best at the time to, you know, just put our arm around him and, and let him know that we were there for him. So, uh you know, that's, that's what teammates are for. That's what friends are for. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of led us to tell each other we loved each other more than, than, uh, normal. Cause you never know. Yeah. What about young guys? Uh, Sage Kimsey, uh, he did this show. He Sage is pretty eloquent with media anyway. Oh, yeah. That guy's good. Yeah. And he talked about the hidden kind of behind the scenes thing with the with the team bull riding that the general public who can kind of bitch about it isn't seeing and a yeah. lot of that is the mentorship for young guys yeah. being a, an 18 year old kid being on a team with world champions 
that's going to really pay in the end how to take I mean, you just got done telling us what you should, how you should be taking care of your body right now. That's going to help some young guys. Yeah, no, I mean, that that part of the team series is, you know, it's unmatched whenever you have guys that have been around for 10, 11 years that, you know, kind of know a little bit of the ins and outs. And then you have, to me, like a guy like Trace Red, that's uh, a young guy coming up that's going to be, a, in my opinion, could be a superstar. And John Krimbers, he's already got the riding part figured out, but doesn't know maybe the longevity of it. You know, there's something mm-hmm. that we could all learn. I could learn from John. I could learn from the young guys too, but uh there's never been a time where a young guy could pick up the phone to a veteran. I feel like and be comfortable about it and say, Hey, you know, like, this is what I'm struggling with. What do I need to do? And that's, that's the beauty of the team series to me. As you were talking as, and as I finished up talking about Sage Kimsey, it really, it wasn't very long ago. And I have kind of completely forgot about it. Remember it used to be the PBR and Sage Kimsey. And that's what everybody wants. Like, uh, Kimsey, he wouldn't do, he wouldn't do this and JB this and Cooper. And then Sage Kimsey was over yeah. here. Kind of just, it went away. We didn't really think it was there anyway. If you were yeah. on the inside of bull ride and you didn't really care anyway, it kind of disappeared. Were you and Sage friends anyway? Were you Sage pretty good and, friends before? Yeah. Sage and I've been friends since we were 15, 16 years old, running around the high school finals, you know? Uh, so there was never like this animosity from, my side or his side towards one association or the other, you know, uh, PRCA is where I got my start. So I, I never, I never doubted his ability. Uh, I think he's one of the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. um, regardless of whatever association you come from, because there's, there's definitely difficulties over there that we don't deal with uh, and vice versa. So I, I don't know. The whole association fight to me has always been null and void. Man, me too. I used, I remember, cause I always saw Sage. Well, I knew him when he was a little kid because I was around his dad. Yeah. Uh, always chipper, you know, oh, yeah. Ted. <laughs> but I know Sage since he was really young. And I remember at the NFR grabbing him and saying, I don't care what letters are in front of anything. If you're good, you're good. And yeah. Sage was always good. And, and frankly, the, you know, it was cool to see cause I love Josh Frost too. <laughs> He's so, such a quirky, bastards but but um but yeah there some people just love rodeo you know i listen honestly inside in pbr well this guy could come over to teams i'm like yeah but he likes rodeo because there's something you rodeo there's something different about it cool about it there is you know and, and that's something to me uh that i always wanted to go back and do one more time you know, go to the yellow bucket shoots and uh, there's just something about it. You know, that's, that's where to me, everybody's love for the game started, you know, wow. especially my age and up. Uh, now I think everybody is uh, gets to watch PBR and say, well, they can make their choice then, but uh, wow. yellow bucket shoots is always something about it. Uh, I get asked, especially in the last six months, greatest moment of your career. It's a, it's a well, that's easy. The first time in 1998, I rolled my barrel through that narrow yellow gate. I, I was soaking wet with sweat and didn't do anything. I just stood in the barrel and chewed gum because yep. <laughs> I couldn't do anything. They're just something that's where it all, I mean, yeah, that's it. You, know, yeah. when you, when you ride in the grand entry or, or you hear Texas and, and, uh, 
it's just, I don't know. There's something about it. Yeah. You know, I haven't told this story in too long because I think people forget Colby Yates. You know, Colby made it to the NFR. Yep. And, you know, you you win the round and you take a victory lap. That's just, that's solid about the NFR. You take yep. a victory lap on a horse and you wave your hat. Colby didn't take a victory lap. Do you know that? I didn't, I didn't either. You, you, Colby didn't because he can't ride a horse. Is oh, that you no. too? <laughs> no, no, I can ride a horse. No, I, what, I why didn't you? Round. I won the 10th round. So oh, no victory that lap. Was, that was a world champs round. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. And I don't, maybe I'm trying to think how long they've been doing it, but now in the 10th round, you, if you win the round, it's the winner of the aggregate of the average that takes the victory lap. Yeah. So you got screwed, man. Yeah. I didn't get to take my victory lap, but I got the buckle. So, so, so Colby stepped out in front of the shoots and tipped his hat. He went and he said, you guys don't understand. I can't ride a horse. That's at all funny. and did not take the victory lap so gerald colby yates did not take the victory lap there you go <laughs> so i just of all people unique colby yates you know yeah. so anyway um as long as we're on the the team subject jerome davis mm-hmm. and jerome davis has been on here i said at the very beginning of the first team season how can you not be positive, ready to go, motivated, and love what you do when your boss is Jerome Davis, right? What? what yeah. How can things be bad? There's not a nicer guy in the world. Uh, you know, even when he's mad, he's still smiling. So it's not like, you know, there's times whenever Jerome wants to be mad and really fire, like fire everybody up, but he just, he can't get out of the nice guy deal, which is a great thing. Uh you know, and he's, you want to try so hard for that guy. And I think everybody that comes in the locker room, they've got this, you know, he, he puts this deal into, I don't know, he makes it so simple for everybody, but he makes, makes you love it and makes you want to do just as good for everybody else. So I don't know. He's a great guy. Um, he, Hey, he was not too shabby. No, he was <laughs> back he in was the day. Great. You know, yeah. what's interesting is when he won the world title 94, it was uh, PRCA no, world. I think that was Adriano. Uh, uh, in the P in the PRCA though. Oh yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. And it was a big deal that this guy from North Carolina East, he was the first bull riding champ East of the Mississippi. Yep. Now North Carolina. I mean, yeah, that's not that unusual. Yeah, there's some pretty good ones. And I, I've always, I've said these guys from North Carolina, JB Mooney uh, list the guys from, out that way to me it all kind of traces back to jerome davis i think it does you know and jerome's had such an influence on those guys that come over get on practice bowls and uh i think just being around somebody like that as a kid you know just just feeling their passion for it and uh you know he's he's something else like he's one of a kind yeah it's hard and hard to complain yeah have you ever Uh, been to wild west wednesday over there i have not it, hard to believe through my entire career, I've never been to Jerome Davis's ranch, the, yeah. the Davis bucking bulls, but I've tell us about wild West Wednesday. It's just an open buckle series, but I mean, there's no telling who's going to show up. Boudreaux shows up, uh, you know, there's, and there's local guys that'll get on. There's a lot of guys in North Carolina that don't go anywhere that ride good. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's, that's any part of the, of the world, but 
uh, yeah, it's just a fun buckle series. You got kids out there, some sweet mullets and, uh, you know, they're, it's a pretty, pretty fun little deal. Sweet mullets in North Carolina. Oh yeah. No way. <laughs> there was a little but... kid out there that looked just like Josh Ross and he'd get out and shake his little mullet around. It was, it was good. <laughs> there, and, and I've documented it on every one of my shows about Jerome and Tiffany arguing about who's the bigger redneck, you know, oh, yeah. and it kind of turns out to be a draw every time, but, yeah. um, I don't know though. Jerome and Tiff to me, he gets hurt. And I was there when that happened. I remember and tip and Tiffany tells a story and Jerome tells a story of, he went to her and said, you need to, you don't need to stay with me. You deserve yeah. to move on with your life. And by God, she did. She said, you know, yeah. it's got, it's a funny story here. She yeah. is. And they, yeah. I can't imagine them not, you see one, you see the other. That's just the way it is. Yeah, no, it's a funny story, but it's also pretty heartwarming. Miss Tiffany, she's, uh, she's as good as they come in my book. You know, she's, uh, yeah, whatever it is, whatever it takes, she's willing to do it. So uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we all love her. That's the team mom. She, hey, she's an old track star. Speaking of yeah. being fast, you and me were pretty fast, but, uh, Tiff was quite the, uh, quite the sprinter. We, yeah. she's told me stories about that. So she's, she's never told us that. So we'll have to ask you ask her. She, yeah. she was, she was a runner. So there you oh. go. I learned something. See, I not only interview, I teach you something too. Uh, can I say when you announced that you were not going to go to the regular season, but just stick to the teams to make your career a little longer, whatever, I'll let you talk about it. Didn't, didn't surprise me. Yeah. Those of us around you, it doesn't surprise you that we weren't surprised, right? No, not at all. You know, I've always been vocal about it. I've always been open uh, about the whole, the whole deal. You know, there's been years that I'd, I'd show up and I didn't want to be there. Uh, I didn't have a long enough break. And, uh, you know, to me, family's always been the most important thing. If you look back at my career, if I had to miss a baseball game or a football game, I was probably sitting in the locker room, checking my phone, seeing how it went. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So to me, that's, that's more the decision why I wanted to take a step back and slow down just a little bit so I could not miss some of those things. Uh, but also, you know, there's, there's the part of it that I don't think it's age that is going to slow me down. I think it's the number of bulls. So if I can slow the number of bulls down to 35 rather than 135, um, I might get five to seven more years where I, I probably had two or three left. Um, so oh, yeah, think, you're, you're like a barrel racing horse. You only got yeah. so many good runs left in you, right? Or you're only given so many good rides or runs. Yeah. It makes complete sense. I agree. Kind of like Haley Kinsland's sister, you know, she only runs in when it matters. So uh, that's, that's what we're going to do. Only do it when yeah. it matters. Um, You're doing TV. You've done TV before, mm -hmm. but that, are you going to alternate on some of those? What's yeah, your schedule so look like? I think I've got 18 events, uh, which is quite a few. Uh, McBride, he's going to do all the, all the bigger shows and, and the, <laughs> you know, all the fun ones. So, you know, that's, that's fine with me. I think he's definitely earned it. So if I can get, if I can get in the rotation at any point in time, I'm happy to do it. Yeah. But, and for you, it, Hey, you know, we're always rodeo bull riding, always looking for that analyst in the second chair, Craig Hummer's yeah. the broadcaster, just like NFL. 
Joe Buck is the broadcaster. Troy yep. Aikman is the analyst. You know, mm -hmm. people go, that oh, Craig Hummer, he, he's not a cowboy. Yeah, no shit. Like, yeah. he's the broadcaster. Do you know that, and I maybe you've heard this, like CBS, there's executives that will compare Justin McBride as one of the best sports analysts, not just yep. rodeo, not just bull riding. Vocabulary, the way he breaks things down, one of the best analysts they've they've ever seen. He's a good one to learn from. No, he definitely is. And and that's something that, uh, you know, I was pretty lucky to be able to sit in the booth with him for a half a year and just kind of listen to how he approaches it and uh, and pick his brain on it a little bit because, you know, they say him, he and Tony Romo are very similar in the, in the facts, the way that they deliver things. So uh, there's a lot to learn from, from McBride. In and out. It, yeah. it, okay. So I'll, I'm a big fan. A matter of fact, the mornings, the days I do this, I make sure to put it in my truck when I drive here to get me in the right mode. I'm a big fan of the Dan Patrick show. Okay. I, I, I don't know if you, I think he's an amazing interviewer journalist. It's about, it's a conversation. Uh, a matter of fact, this morning, as we're taping this, his next guest that I missed was Dion Sanders. And I was like, oh, oh crap. I want to hear that. Yeah. But I remember he, he had a coach on and he was interviewing and the coach was thinking that he was going into, into broadcast. So what Dan would do is he'd ask him a question and he'd hit a stopwatch and he had 15 seconds. Yeah. And so he was teaching him. It's about 15 seconds sound bites. I don't think people realize that about TV. You need yeah. to say what you need to say in out done. Right. Yeah, no, there's definitely just a short window to to get in what you want to say. And uh, you'll have somebody in your ear saying, all right, let's let's get it let's get to the bottom of it. So <laughs> see, I should have I should have planned ahead with you, ask yeah. you about something. That was the hardest thing to me because you know I'd always I'd always done the show with McBride. And I think there was one show last year and uh there was a different producer and they said, Hey, he's gonna be a little bit different, more in your ear. And I was like, Okay, well. I was in the middle of saying something and he came in my ear and said something. I was like, what was that? You know, like completely <laughs> threw me for a loop. And uh, so there is a learning curve when it comes to doing TV. That Hey, the, the, the getting countdowns in your ears and oh, yeah. direction. I'm not as good getting it in the middle of a sentence. Like yeah. I had to get on even live in the arena, uh, my clowning job. I'd be in a exchange with the announcers and uh, my friend, Richard, he always talks about this was calling the show and he'd tell me things in my ear. I'm like, I can't hear them. You got, you don't talk to me here. And I started direct to traffic, yeah. but I'm like you, you, I did one this year, Jason Jaquette, our producer said something. And I'm like, all right. He said, you answered me out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's so hard man it's, uh, but it's an adrenaline rush too like to me it's it's i'm not gonna say it's sim similar to riding bulls but you know like there's always like this like butterfly feeling i feel like whenever you're doing something like that and there's no going back especially if you're alive uh so yeah that's to me like that's a cool feeling that uh even though i'm not getting on bulls i can still be around the sport and get the butterflies i'm glad you said that because i don't think i i uh I got in the last 25 years, I'd always get a little nervous and excited, but so much confidence in what my job was that yeah. I knew if they went, Hey, four minutes, we're down, go whatever. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. 
TV, man. I was like, yeah, make sure you don't mess up, you know. I know. I don't know. Because when they say, give us 40, you know, you're in the opening, you know, we're going to come to you, speak to this graphic, and you have 45 seconds. As I say, it doesn't sound very hard. 45 seconds that you talk about what's on the board or talk into the camera without stumbling on a word or saying, uh, or, um, that shit's hard, man. Yeah. When that red light comes on, there's no going back. <laughs> I always look uh, at the camera when the red's on. It's like, Oh, like, don't mess uh, up. Uh, <laughs> 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 what I do with my hands. Uh, well, I, you know, and I'd send you a message. It, I, I respect number one guys who want to take care of themselves and their family. And number two, to have in our modern Western sports world and what the PBR has done to have that ability to mm -hmm. step back and take care of yourself and your family. That's a pretty big deal on how far we've come. And a lot of old, old fans and old timers will say that's BS. We need, you need to go all year, man. What a great thing to be able to do it. Right. It is, you know, and they, I think where we've lost, I'm not going to say we've lost fans, but we haven't had the same fan base at the team series that we have at the UTB. Uh, we've had more of a, uh, I, I hate to say it, but a modern fan. You know, we've always had the same uh, rodeo cowboy fans, the UTB, and and they're there week in and week out, and we love that. But it's also cool to see the people that have never seen a bull riding or a rodeo or anything show up to an event and be like, man, that was awesome. I can't wait to come back. Um, so to me, it's it's taking the sport and making it to where guys can last longer. Bulls are getting ranker, less guys are being able to to show up and compete, I feel like. And uh, when you're taking out three quarters of the Bulls, hello, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, when you're taking out three quarters of the Bulls and and being able to take a guy's career and make him last 35 years or till, till he's 35 years old, yeah. that's, that's cool to me. I feel like a guy like Douglas Duncan or Reese Cates, you know, like Man, guys like that. <clears throat> Hey, when that's a fun, that's a fun thought because I haven't heard, I've heard some people do it to go back. I've been around through generations and we'll be at the world finals and I'll see somebody and go, Leslie Doyle. I forgot about yeah. Leslie Doyle at Tater yeah. Porter shows up and I knew Tater pretty well. We did enterprise stuff together, but that's a good thing to look at. Looking yeah. back, when you look at the guys that we knew that man they get hurt man he'd be 92 points and then you wouldn't see him for two months to put them in this position right now douglas duncan he, he would have he would have been a great teammate like a yep. guy where coaches went let's get douglas duncan people forget yep. about him don't they yeah and i mean to me he was the guy when i walked in the locker room like he was he was the man other than jb uh you know douglas if he could have ever stayed healthy if people forget about the the bushwhacker thing, he rode bushwhacker, made him look like a day off. He slapped him, but yeah, uh, I remember. To me, that's one of the greatest rides of all time. Uh, if you take away the slap, so uh, Reese posted something the other day though. Uh, he was putting on a bull riding for his, I think, his a family member. But I thought he was getting on. I messaged him. I said, "Hey, are you you getting back on?" He's not a chance. So he's ripped too. Yeah, Reese he's looks ripped. good. He's, yeah. No, he's, uh, uh, he's stayed in shape. You know, and there's those guys that. They'd make, you know, I look at Reese Cates is a good one. I, I really liked Reese. By the way, Douglas Duncan, he wasn't just a badass. That he was a cool, that's a cool oh, cat. Yeah. You'd just be around Douglas and 
you just watch him because he was cool. Yeah. I mean, who cool, who marries a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, right? I don't Gotta know if they're married. Got to be Dougie Fresh. That's right. <laughs> um, you know, a guy, even a stormy wing could make those yep. rides. You know, you match him up with bulls that fit him a little better. You know, all the way back, there's uh, there's guys, man. Yeah. Hell, throw it. throw Mike Lee in there. <laughs> you throw Mike in there. You throw Cody Nance in there because he always – I always say he was the perfect teammate for the Global Cups because he wanted those bulls that nobody else liked. He was just like, yeah, I'll agree. You know, we yeah. need a guy like that on a team. So Yeah, that's fun to go back where you could look at a list of – you know, go back 12 years and look at a list of guys that made the PBR World Finals that you go, ooh, that – oh, yeah. Uh, you could do it. That's fun. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm proud of you. Like I told you, I was proud of you for that. And uh, whatever it takes, I honestly, I like my last year in the arena, about the middle of March, I just, I think you need to give this a rest as much as body. And if I think that in my job, I know it's the same for you guys, but I, with the teams and everything, and I worked through the summer because for years I committed to the smaller ones. Middle of March last year when I was pooped out and burned out, I looked and I had been to 37 different towns, different cities in the calendar year from March to March. And I went, too much. 55 years old. And it was, and I, I, I can look back now. I have, I'm hot and cold on my career a little bit of, I should have done it a little different. I should have taken care of myself a little better. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that, I feel like March is always a time for us that it either makes the rest of the year, you know, one way or the other. But I feel like yeah. I'm as good as anybody at the beginning of the year. And then whenever I have a break towards the end, Yeah. but in the middle there, it's just, I don't know. March, I'm ready to I used, yeah, yeah. I, I went somewhere. I, I, I went somewhere. From thank and that includes I was at the NFR for two weeks, but there was mm-hmm. events during that from Thanksgiving to the middle of May to the end of the World Finals. I was somewhere every single weekend. Yeah, and, it I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I don't do that shit for free, but, yeah. <laughs> but still, you know. And my girls, I missed a lot. And and with Mac, uh, I can tell yeah. you, you're doing the wrong thing because I have a lot of regrets on family yeah. stuff. So yeah, I don't take that lightly. Okay, so the, uh, speaking of going somewhere, see that? Same. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that We just talked about that middle of March. The UTB structure is a grind. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say season's not long enough. You can't crown a world champion. Really, event-wise, it's not much less. A couple yeah. events less. Um, yeah. But it is a grind. A little different. What's the deal? Guys can take three events off. Yeah. Now, is it three where you can designate, I'm taking that off, except for New York City, Sacramento, Albuquerque, I think. Yep. Yeah, Am I majors. right? Yep. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can take three events off. Uh, say, if you want to take the first few weekends off, I mean, there's obviously a ranking on that. I can't just let everybody take off the same weekend. But, uh, you know, say if Jose wanted to take off until January, that's a good possibility. Uh, and he kind of did something similar to that last year. but uh it gives guys a weekend to say hey you know what last weekend didn't go as planned let me take take a breather and uh and kind of recoup 
So I think that's a great thing. PBR starting to realize, uh, Sean and, you know, PBR, they're starting to realize that guys can't just go week in and week out without having a little break every now and then. So, yeah. uh, you know, there's is a re- reason. Is recoup, is that a, is it that's, a recoup? Is it? To me it is, you know, like you're able to like. <laughs> that, that's named yeah. after you. I'm going to yeah. recoup. You take yeah. weekends off all the time, like recoup. Yeah. Man. No, I mean, it's just, it. you look at other sports, especially contact sports, they don't, they don't, you know, they don't play football year round. They have 16, 17 games and that's it. And that's the reason, you know, like they have to be able to allow their, their time to, you know, get their body and their mind back. Yeah. That kills me about rodeo bull riding when, when our season and listen, PBR tra- has been trying for 15 years to make it an actual season. I've been yeah. around. Yep. You know, November to May. Amazing how mad bull riding fans get when you just don't ride all year. Take that break. Anger about teams. Like, we still have a regular season. Like, it's amazing how mad bull riding makes people. Almost like college football. People just lose their minds, man. You know, we, we've got passionate fans. I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> for sure. But for sure. It, it is, it's a grind for everybody, you know, and, and the fans... I feel like sometimes they they're so used to turning on their TV and be able to watch bull riding. Well, yeah, that's I'm with you. But at the same time, like from November to December, it's great to just be able to like spend time with family and uh, for me, go hunting. Like that's a big thing. So like, I've got to have a life outside of bull riding other than just yeah. uh, putting my hand in the rope. So how do you decide? Uh, okay. I get you and me, we get three events. First of all, I would think you evaluate going into the start of the season, how you feel. Right. Yeah. Do you, would you look at it and plan ahead and circle maybe weekends that you're shooting for where you think you would take a weekend off? How do you think guys are doing this right now? To me, you know, like the way I would approach it is looking at the time that the majors are, because they're obviously more points, more money. I'd want to take maybe the weekend off before that. Uh, And that way I have a little bit of, you know, edge on everybody. My body's, feeling good um and then there's also the weekends that you know say uh eugene oregon or something like that that's way out there for me like i might would take that one off uh but there's everybody's going to have a separate approach at it but to me the the major thing would be the majors i would want to make sure that i was healthy before then uh and you know especially around the holidays you know so i'd probably have one off somewhere between november and december and then one right before New York city. And then probably one before Albuquerque. You could time both. You could get, you get one during the holiday season and that would be kind of right before New York city. And then, yeah. Cause those majors aren't an option. So you want to make sure they're worth a lot. So you want to make sure you're good there. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to pay attention. It'll be interesting to see if there's several guys timing that yeah. that way. I'm looking but, forward to that. And they also have a, a kind of a new thing where, uh say a veteran say silvano wanted to take 10 events or not 10 events off or just go to six events throughout the year because he's been loyal to the pbr forever and i think that that's something to me speaks volumes about the pbr now uh it's taken a long time to get there but uh you know they're they're showing loyalty to him saying hey if you want to take off and go do this for you know six months come back to the last six events and make the finals you earned it uh Hmm. so i think that's really cool so there's some seniority, but you've, you've established yeah. some seniority where you get privileges. Other guys don't. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's a definitely a tough criteria to be able to make it there. 
but you know, there is to me that's that's a cool part about it. If you're a veteran in the sport and you've earned it, you know, that's that's something that we've all looked forward to. I like Silvano Alves better now than I have in his whole career. I think that guy makes me laugh. Yeah. Like, I, 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 you know what? I give him crap about that. He's made a living pretending he doesn't speak English. Like he oh, got yeah. out of more interviews and more appearances pretending he didn't speak English than anybody alive. And he just giggles about it. He's laughing. It's, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> some days some yeah. days there's always little things you know people always ask us about people what's this guy you know jb he's i want my kid to be just like him do you do yeah. you you know all the inside stuff i can i can tell people this about you it's not some big hidden secret because i think people know it a little better but i remember when i saw you the first time like get pissed at a judge for putting oh, yeah. you in the block and i went holy crap that coop He's pissed. Like yeah. you got a little switch right there, don't you? I do. I do. <laughs> uh, I'm not proud of it at times, but you know, other times I feel like you, you can't just lay down and take it. Uh, you've got to be able to speak your mind. And uh, you know, especially as I get older, there's, there's only a, a short window of time that I can do what I can do. So yeah. yeah. Got to make sure I get everything out of it. I got a little switch right there too. Yeah. I've it's gone in the, arena working and i'll go up to somebody there's a reason baseball players do this oh, when yeah. they talk and i'll do it and then hey how you doing yeah. <laughs> uh before i let you go uh unleash the beast season 2024 the one it one one real cool thing coming out of teams is to go okay what are all those texas rattlers how are yeah. they going to look in the regular season because yeah. that that was a cool team. Uh, that was a really even you being on another team. That was a cool team. Just the way they conducted themselves. I, I'm kind of a Cody Lambert fan and a Cage Swore, his assistant coach. I like those guys. Looking ahead to this regular season coming up, anybody stand out that you think there's always the usual suspects that are going to make a run at a world title. We know how Jose rides. Joao is going to ride a whole bunch in a row and then buck off a bunch in a row. Anybody, what do you see coming up? You know, Cassio to me was, he's probably the guy that stands out the most as far as coming through the team deal and, and being really his first real UTB season. Uh, but then you've also guys got, got guys like Daniel keeping and uh, Brady Rudolph that really stepped up for their team this year. And you're going to wonder if it's going to translate into their UTB season because you don't get to pick your bulls in the UTB season. Uh, you don't have one of the greatest of all time, as far as knowing what bulls are uh, picking your bulls. So to me, like that's where a lot of this comes into play, but I do hope that they are successful because it makes the story that much better. You took guys that were good and on the bubble of making the finals. And then if they could kind of step up and be a top five guy or win a world championship, that really proves that teams is transforming guys into, into top players. Freaking Casio Diaz is good He's a dog. because he didn't listen. J dub. He didn't have this consistent deal. Like Cody Lambert took and, and said it out loud. I take really good care of Joao Ricardo Vieta. Yeah. I, I set him up for success to let the other guys see that. Yeah. Casio did. He wrote every different kind of bull. That yeah. guy, he impressed me. That guy, he, I, I'm really interested in that. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time kind of 
nitpicking him when he was in Brazil. Uh, talked to him on the phone. He was a guy that he was actually wearing a Carolina Cowboys jersey all last year. Like this is a guy that we thought we were gonna have. We were so excited about it. And everybody you talked to said he's just, you know, he's going to do whatever you tell him to do. He's excited uh, and he's going to step up and, and do his job. Well, they ended up taking him right before we could get him. But that was a great pick. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a funny guy, too. He's got a suspenders on everywhere yeah, you see him. Gary Tool. He, yeah. So uh, we're, we did some interviews, you know, with uh, Matt Weston, Kate Harrison, and I met you know, with somebody, were you in on ours? Were you with ours or who'd we have from Carolina? Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, I was, yeah. but, but we had Cassio Diaz and uh, Wingson De Silva, like, Oh, two good ones to send in to interview. Neither, neither of them speak English, but we are asking about the suspenders and he's trying to say this name and he goes, mm -hmm. Oh, hold on. And he showed it was Gary tool. Oh, an yeah. FR bull rider used to wear suspenders. He saw him on YouTube and thought it was cool. Like, That's awesome. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Okay. Uh, the big talk though, the guy who won a lot of all those challenger events, Paulo Krimber's son, John Krimber. Um, he's a little guy. Uh, yeah. you know, Jess Lockwood was little at Jess Lockwood actually grew about five inches when he was about 18. People have no idea how small he was. John's a little guy. He's been winning challenger events. Does he hold up against the bulls? He's going to get on. He does. Yeah. Uh, you know, John to me is, he's got a small build, but he's also super strong. Um, mm -hmm. he's dedicated, you know, I don't think there's another 18 year old that's more dedicated than John right now. He's got a good head on his shoulders and he's been getting on bulls of this caliber for quite some time and, and with no problems whatsoever. So I think the world championship is going to come down to John, Jose and, I don't know. There's going to be a dark horse in there. So I'm going to say Casio. Oh, all right. Write it down. Write that down. I like it. Yeah. The, I like John, John Kerber. You know what, you know what people forget how good his dad was. Paulo yeah. Krimber. Paulo Krimber could ride yeah. a lot. He, of <laughs> he was good, man. He was the, great. Um, and his work ethic too. Like if you talk to, if you ever sit down and talk to Paulo about like what he used to do, it was like 500 push-ups, 500 sit-ups. Like it was, it was extensive. And I think John's kind of fallen into that as well. Yeah. He's a good kid too. Yeah. yeah. That helps. That makes me a fan when they're yeah. good, good kids. So, sure. well, um, yeah, I'm proud of you for, you know, I like being, I like seeing you, you know, there's always those guys that, eh. <laughs> and then there's always, I always seek guys like you out and come and BS. You let us old guys kind of hang out, you know, like well, I'm becoming the old guy. So we're going to go seek out yeah. some, some John Krimbers <laughs> to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, I, I always appreciate you always get right back to me and always willing to do this. I know you don't do a lot of it, so I appreciate it. Good to see you, man. Always. Yeah, good to see you. Appreciate you having me. You bet.